Welcome and thank you for joining another episode of the Legal Technology Review Podcast. As always, I am your host, Brian Folk. I am a civil litigator and the author of the Cyber Advocate blog. want to remind everybody that if you're enjoying the Legal Technology Review Podcast, head on over to iTunes. You can sign up for a subscription to our new episodes as well as give us a rating and review. Also want to take this time to ask you if you're enjoying the podcast, if you enjoy the Cyber Advocate blog posts, please share us on Facebook, share us on Twitter. We do our best to promote everything that we create at the Cyber Advocate and the Legal Technology Review, but the single best way that we get our information in front of new people is from you. All right, well, before we get to our best new apps from August, and there are a lot of them, I want to briefly uh, apologize for my recent absence. I've uh, had no intention of missing a whole bunch of, of time sending out uh, new posts and podcasts, but uh, between involvement in a major construction defect litigation case and my wife and I moving into our first house, uh, I've been swamped. And so I just have not had the time to keep up. And I know that's actually probably not a great excuse, but it's my excuse and I'm going to stick with it. I want to thank you for listening to us. And that said, let's go ahead and get to these best new apps. Now, when I come up with my list of best new apps for lawyers, I look at apps and have kind of two different criteria that I look for. And if an app meets either of those criteria, then they go on my list as I'm collecting my research throughout the month. The two criteria are, number one, first, is it an app for lawyers or does it have a feature that lawyers could easily use? That's the first criteria. Because if it's made for lawyers, then it's probably a good idea that you hear about it. Uh, or if it does something that all lawyers need to do, even if it's something that everybody else needs to do too, I think it's a good idea to let you know. The other major reason why I take note of a new app is if it does something or if it represents a set of features that lawyers need to know about. And there can be a lot of reasons why lawyers need to know about them, but I think that you're going to see in this, uh, in this month's episode a very distinct difference between some of these apps, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but I want you to know that just because you might not find a use for it in your law firm doesn't mean that there's not a reason to know about it. Okay, let's just dive right in, shall we? head into the multi-platform apps. These are new or updated apps that were released on at least two of the three major platforms, but who are we kidding? Really, this means it's been released on iOS and Android. All right, so we're going to start right out with, well, you know, Microsoft has done a lot over the last couple years to transition themselves into a new paradigm. One of the big things they've been doing is they've been going all software all the time. They made massive updates and upgrades to all of the mobile versions of their flagship Microsoft Office apps, and they've been porting over a lot of great stuff that was originally designed just for Windows Phone. And there are a couple of them in this month's edition. The first one is Microsoft Translator by, obviously, Microsoft. It is a free app, and it does what it says it does. It is a translation app. Now, there are a lot of translators out there. Some of them are very good. WordLens is probably one of my favorite. Uh, and then there are some that are absolutely terrible. Microsoft Translator app, originally on Windows Phone and is now available on iOS and Android, it can translate either text or spoken language into 50 different languages. What's even more impressive about the app is that it's not just designed for iOS and Android, it also works for Apple's Watch OS and Android Wear. Now, why would you want a translating app on your watch? Well, because you don't always have your phone out in conversation. It's, quite frankly, just a phenomenal feature. Next week, the Legal Technology Review podcast is hosting Nicole Black, who is going to be talking about wearables. And one of the big things she's going to talk about is the uses she has for her Apple Watch. Having the translation functions available in your watch, it makes your smartwatches more useful. 
the written word is important, of course, but let's face it, one of the things that we have a smartphone for is to be smart on the go. Translation is one thing. Pronunciation is something else entirely. Microsoft Translator will read out translations to help any of those pronunciation issues. Among the other features, you get to pin certain translations on a history screen. You're going to have certain phrases. They're not the ones that you use all the time. More specific questions. Those are great things to have pinned to your history screen for easy access. If you're practicing law in the United States today, you're going to have clients people who English is not their first language, it's almost a guarantee. Translator can help make sure that you're bridging that language barrier as well and as effectively as possible. All right, next on the hit parade. Well, this is kind of cheating. Now, I'm going to say this. The, month of, the months of June and July were sparse, to say the least, for quality new apps. Not so for August. August was massive. There were a ton of great new apps and a ton of important updates released during August. And a lot of apps that I really like did not make this list. Um, so this is a combination. Pushbullet has made two major updates to two of their apps. One is their standalone Pushbullet app, and the other is their app called Portal. I'm going to start with Portal. Portal was released in June, and the whole idea of Portal was to be able to send multiple files bundled together to your mobile device. And this was only for Android at the time. Well, it's come to iOS. There are no size limits. There's no limit on the number of files that you send. Unlike Dropbox, unlike Box, you're not limited to you know, a set cloud-based feature because this is not a cloud system. This actually sends information directly to your phone. What's great is you can transfer individual files. You can transfer entire folders. And when you open up the folders on your phone, they keep the same structure as they had on your computer. I can't imagine a better situation for lawyers, especially lawyers who may not have gotten on board with cloud-based document management systems. Even if you have a practice management system, but if you don't store all your documents in the cloud, you probably keep folders on your computer. Most other systems, when you transfer to a new device, you're going to lose that organization. Not with Portal. Unfortunately, you can't send it from the device. For that, you need Pushbullet. And speak of the devil, Pushbullet actually has announced a hugely important update uh, to their Pushbullet app. Pushbullet was originally an app just for sharing files or folders between mobile devices, but they've been expanding recently. Over the past year, one of the big things they've been expanding to is SMS, which is text messages and notifications. Now, Pushbullet is not only a mobile app, it also has, has a desktop client for both PC and Mac. It's also got Chrome, Firefox, Opera, Safari app that allows you to use them directly from your web browser. Essentially, the idea behind Pushbullet is it pushes content, and it pushes content seamlessly. If you have Pushbullet on all of your devices, then you get to send and receive all of your notifications, your messages, wherever you are. It's also compatible with If This Then That, which is a phenomenal automation system. What did they add to it? That may make it even better for attorneys. Pushbullet now offers end-to-end -end encryption, end-to-end -end encryption. That means that you can set it up so that your data is encrypted from the moment you hit send to the moment it's seen on someone else's device. Even the people at Pushbullet will not be able to see your content. The passwords are not stored by Pushbullet, which means they have no way to access the information. It also means don't forget your password. 256-bit encryption. Your data is secure in transit. All right, next app on the hit parade here is Line Here by Line Corporation. Line is a maker of trendy apps. For example, Line already has its own apps for selfies, group video calls and group chats, uh, sharing stickers and emojis. Well, now they want to be able to do location services as well. Line Here is an interesting concept. Download Line Here, which is free. 
on iOS or Android, register it with Facebook. You set up a room of up to 200 people, and based on your settings, you can tell them where you are, and they can look up where you are at any time. Using GPS, line here lets others know where you are or where you're headed. Intelligent notification system also has a location share timer. Your location data gets destroyed after a certain amount of time. This follows a trend recently of apps coming out that create data and then destroy it. There are huge e-discovery implications. First, it's a location tracking system, and it actually sends out beacons to other people of where you are, where you're going, or where you just left. But the other big implication is data retention versus data destruction. We don't know the impact of Line here and similar data-destroying apps. All right, on to the honorable mentions. The first one is Knock Knock by Human Inc. Remember the app Bump. Well, Knock Knock is basically that, with a few extra features. Designed for college students, I'm calling BS on that. I say it's designed for anyone who uses a business card. Walk up to someone, if you both have the app, tap your phones together and share your contact information. Look at it and decide right there what details get exchanged. Unlike Bump, the app works when the screen is off. The app works when the app itself is closed. Obviously, phone needs to be on. This is your electronic business card. If every lawyer has this app on their phone, it's out there for both iOS and Android, and it's free. I don't need to carry my business card anymore. Next, well, it's pure entertainment, and it's Star Wars Uprising by Kabam Inc. It's a free app for iOS and Android. It's a massive app. It's actually a pretty impressive game. Uh, it was made in conjunction with Disney, uh, with all the writers who are working on the, the new Star Wars movies, and it's actually meant to uh, guide you on a storyline between Return of the Jedi and the new movie. I'm a huge nerd. I love it. If you like role-playing games, if you need a little bit of a time waster, go for it. I will let you know it does burn the battery pretty good because it operates on Wi-Fi. That's all for the multi-platform apps. Next up, iOS. You're listening to the Legal Technology Review on the Cyber Advocate. Don't forget to follow all the latest on tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. Welcome back. We are heading into the iOS apps. First, Android Wear by Google Inc. Yeah, that's right. For iOS, Android, following uh, the lead of Microsoft, imitation is the highest form of flattery, has decided to start taking some of their Android-only software and making it available on all other devices. What does this mean? It means you can connect your iPhone to a smartwatch that isn't the Apple Watch. You connect the app in your phone, it connects to your watch. In your watch, you get all the notifications, everything like that that you would have normally gotten from an Android to Android Wear device. And you also still get the feature of having Google Now on your watch, which means you can have Siri and Google Now battle. That's what I'd do. There's no automatic support for third-party apps. Those might be coming eventually, but as it stands, you're only going to get the primary features of Android Wear. Now, this is actually a big deal for lawyers because... Lawyers really like wearables. Lawyers are buying the Apple Watch. Lawyers are buying smartwatches and Android Wear watches. We like having tech tools. We may not use them right, but if, you, if you're interested in a smartwatch, this might just open up some options for you. All right. Next on our list of best apps from August, LinkedIn Lookup by LinkedIn Corp. It is a free app. If LinkedIn puts out an app, I kind of feel obligated to include it. Why? Because LinkedIn is used by every single lawyer in the United States give or take like 50. It is the social network for professionals. Lawyers and law firms love it. We like to connect. We like to mingle with other professionals. So LinkedIn apparently was 
looking over the patterns and behaviors of LinkedIn users. And they found out people want reliable information about their coworkers because they can't get them from their companies. So that's what LinkedIn Lookup does. LinkedIn Lookup is designed to give you better information on the people you work with. Apparently, only 38% of people surveyed by LinkedIn said that they got adequate information from their, their company intranet or other related resources. 58% wanted more information on people's specific skills and that they could do a better job if they had better access to that information. 46% of people interviewed by LinkedIn looked up their own coworkers on LinkedIn. Why? Well, it's easier to find the information, easier to find a person, but it's professional information that is more comprehensive and more up-to-date. Why? Because you're not waiting for HR to do it, you're doing it yourself. If your company signs up for LinkedIn Lookup, you have complete access to everyone's profile in your company. Now, this may not be phenomenally useful for you know law firms, five to ten lawyers, but you get any bigger than that, and you're going to start to wonder exactly what expertise is available. Do you really know whether any of your paralegals in your business commercial litigation firm have experience with plaintiff's personal injury? You might not know, but if you can look up all of your paralegals and look up personal injury under specializations, you might find out some interesting information. Details about a person's professional history, their work history, and their skill set is available on LinkedIn and probably contains information you don't know about. Search by skill set, job title, job responsibilities, name, experience, expertise, job history. Anything you could put on LinkedIn is a search key for LinkedIn Lookup. You also have great options for contacting the person. You can send an email. The work emails that you include on your LinkedIn profile are accessible to anyone you work with via Lookup. Phone number. You can actually set up LinkedIn Lookup with your cell phone if you want to and make it so that it's only available to people on LinkedIn Lookup, not LinkedIn in general. You get to dictate what information gets shared, so that's the only number they can call. Or, barring that, you can actually send chats directly to your coworkers' smartphones via the LinkedIn app. If your law firm has more than 15 or 20 people, including support staff, I would really recommend trying it out. And it's free. All right, next, SMS Backup. This one's $4.99. It is basic. Usually I'm talking about apps that provide a high-tech solution to a problem. Sometimes, though, what you need is a low-tech solution to a basic situation because high-tech is either too complicated or doesn't exist. That is exactly what SMS Backup does. And I'm telling you, if someone had thought about this, the whole Tom Brady situation, the deflate gate, throwing away the phone, wouldn't have been a problem. What does SMS backup do? It backs up your text messages, iMessage, contacts, and phone history to Excel. Period. You can keep a record of your text messages, your iMessages, your phone call history, including the number of the call, the date and time, and the length of the call, including FaceTime calls. You can also transfer all of your contacts straight to Excel, or you can send them out via email on a VCF, which is the V-card. Whether you need to keep track of your law firm's clients and communications, or if you're using it to preserve or seek information in discovery, this is an app that you probably want to take a look at. All right, our next app, Sideline by Pinger. Sideline by Pinger is a free app and it's an interesting app and it's think back to the good old days and I'm talking about you know the days of people having a Blackberry and a personal smart or personal cell phone in their pocket because you had to have a business phone you had to have a personal phone it was a nightmare with one considerable exception you had two phone numbers one for work one for personal there was no mixing now you want someone to be able to reach you on your mobile you're giving your cell phone number whether it's work or personal and that can be invasive 
The sideline looks to solve that problem by giving you another phone number. For free, you can get a U.S. phone number to add to your smartphone. Sideline uses your cell phone carrier. You can send text messages and make and receive calls on this business phone number without using data, without using Wi-Fi. That's the biggest drag on most of the extra phone number systems is that they rely on other data connection systems. Your data connections aren't unlimited. Mine technically is supposed to be unlimited, but I have AT&T. Wi-Fi can be a problem as well. If you've ever taken your phone or your tablet that's been connected to Wi-Fi and walked out of your house, walk like half a block, you'll notice you still have that Wi-Fi connection even though you can't do a thing. So you don't have to rely on testy Wi-Fi. You don't have to deal with the issues with data. You get to use your carrier signal itself. Now again, if you're like me and have AT&T, that's also really not that much better. One of the things you will want to bear in mind is that Sideline does lack the resources of services like Google Voice. So your results may depend on location and area code. So if you're in, if you're in an area that's not well served, you're probably going to be stuck with something like Google Voice. Okay, next is an update. I feel like I've talked about Microsoft's Office apps nonstop on these past few podcasts. And it's probably because I have. Fortunately, I get to limit it this time, but not remove it completely. This month, Microsoft Outlook for your iOS device, be it iPhone or iPad, got a major update focusing on collaboration with other Office apps. One touch and any Microsoft Office file that is attached to an Outlook email automatically opens up in the now full-featured corresponding app. But what happens once it's there? I hit one button. It saved my changes. or was attached to an email, ready to go back. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to find the file. I didn't have to save it as a different designation of when it was updated and anything like that. With one tap, it closed the document. It closed Word. It opened Outlook back up as though it had never gone away. And there was the email with the new attachment ready to send. Okay, the next app on our iOS list is another update. A few months back, I told you about the Workflow app. If you are at all interested in automating, well, in your technology period, you need to be using Zapier, If This Then That, or Workflows. Now, Workflows is amazing. It's a little bit more techy than some people may want. If This Then That is probably your best option if that's the case. But if you really, if you want to be able to dig in and, and set up automations on your phone that really, really allow you to cut a lot of steps out of your regular day-to-day activities, Workflows is amazing. Three major updates this month. First, Workflows now integrates completely with the Notification Center. Now you can swipe up into your notifications and have pinned certain actions that are, let's face it, there, there are certain actions that you just want to be able to touch a button without turning on your phone and have them done. Now you can do it without having to bounce through the Workflow app. I'll give you an example. Directions from wherever you are to home. Considerably more important now that we've become completely reliant on GPSs and have forgotten how to remember how to get places. Automatically call when you leave the office. Automatically call when you get home. Play music at a certain time when you get to a certain place. All of that available right from your notification center without even having to turn on your phone. Second major update, you can now sync between devices. I can't emphasize how big a deal this is. Prior to this update, whatever you put on workflow on your iPhone did not transfer to your iPad. You had to reset it up. When we were looking for a house, I wrote a workflow that whatever house I was standing in front of, the GPS would take that address, send it to Zillow, and give, give me the full Zillow page information on that house. It was on my iPad, though, which is Wi-Fi only. That's something that if you put work into something on one device, you want it to be able to transfer. Now it can. It syncs evenly. All the information will go right across from whichever device you initially set it up for. Third, 
Well, just like every other update that they've done, they also have some well new and updated actions. Some of the new actions, uh, it, actually a lot of stuff focused on the Apple Watch or fitness trackers. You can log workout. You can track certain aspects of your workout. If you're on a wireless network, you can automatically get network details, calculate statistics, and various other interesting actions. Some of the big updates that we've actually had this month include add Todoist items. I love Todoist as a uh, to-do list, and now you can actually set up your uh, automated workflow to include adding items. They've also updated crop image, edit image, take photo, play music, post to Tumblr, get travel time, make PDF, tweet. They've all received significant updates. Workflow is a phenomenal app. If you haven't tried it, you should at least give it a test. Even if you're not interested in programming your own automations, the pre-made options available number in the thousands. So check it out. Okay, now time for the honorable mentions. Uh, this first one in the iOS honorable mentions is MooQ by PSYT. It's an app designed by a bunch of psychologists working at Goldsmith University in London to get you to answer questions based on your positive and negative emotions to determine based on statistical analysis at what time of day you're most productive. You can probably guess it, but why not have some scientific support for your guess? They're also trying to find out exactly how much your positive or negative emotions at that time affect behavior and workflow. So what you do is you set your positive negative feelings on several sliders and then you begin taking tests. The tests seem easy at first and they get progressively harder but what it's trying to do is it's trying to really figure when, when is your brain the most engaged. I doubt this is something that most lawyers would take uh, seriously in their practice but it could probably help a lot of you. Alright next app in the honorable mentions for iOS Sorry it's another game, but it's uh, Final Fantasy VII. Hey, I grew up in the 90s, well, 80s and 90s, and I was in high school when Final Fantasy VII came out on PlayStation 1. It is, in my opinion, the single greatest video game ever made. It's a great RPG. It's, it's a huge game. It's a complete port of the entire game that originally came on three PlayStation uh, discs. And you should be aware it does have a fairly large file size. But $15.99, and you get to own one of the best video games ever made. All right, that is it for our iOS apps this month. If you're enjoying this podcast, head over to iTunes, look up the Legal Technology Review, and leave us a rating and review. While you're there, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Legal Technology Review podcast and never miss an episode or any of the great information on tools and technology for legal service professionals. Okay, thanks for sticking around, or thanks for jumping to this point. We are now talking about Android apps. The first Android app uh, is another one of the apps that was transported over from Windows Phone by Microsoft. Cortana is now available on your Android device. Yes, Cortana, which is the strange computer voice that's always making sarcastic comments in all of the Windows Phone's ads that you see. In my opinion, Cortana may be the only really good thing that Windows Phones have going for it. What's made even better is now that uh, with the release of Windows 10, Cortana as a uh, digital assistant is incorporated into almost every aspect of Windows 10. So you can use Cortana heavily on your desktop, and if you do, now you can transfer all that data onto your Android phone. You can set reminders, track flights, track weather. You can have it sing happy birthday to you, or you can ask it to tell you a joke. In reality, where you're going to get the most use out of Cortana being ported onto Android is if you use Cortana on Windows 10. The Cortana on Android 
allows you to transfer all of that information over to your phone. You sync via your Microsoft account between your platforms. You carry over reminders. You carry over the, you know, Cortana learns your name, learns your preferences. All that information gets carried over from your phone back to your computer and from your computer over to your phone. It's not quite Google Now, but hey, this is a beta test. Next app, this is one of those apps that has, it's one of those apps that you just need to be aware of and the type of things that they can do. Phone Watcher is a free app, although it's a subscription is required eventually, to allow you to secure and track information on a phone. Ostensibly designed for parents to track their kids' usage of the phone, it's also marketed towards employers who are looking to make sure that secure information isn't being taken off of personal cell phones that are being used at work in BYOD. Uh, if you haven't checked out information on the Cyber Advocate on BYOD, I strongly encourage it. It's one of the things that I'm very, very focused on, and it's incredibly important that you be aware of what's going on. This would be considered a mobile device management style app. Here's what you can do with this app on a phone. You can monitor browser activity anywhere they go on their web browser. You have real-time GPS tracking of the phone. You get call logs, which means the phone the contact information, the phone number, the call date and time, and the call duration for every call made or received on the phone. Text logs, including logs of texts that were deleted by the user, which is incredibly huge for e-discovery purposes, by the way. You can view all photos and videos taken or stored on the phone, and you can view all contact information. Apps like this could be useful in a law firm, but if you use this or any similar app, I strongly, 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 strongly urge you to use them very sparingly. Okay, next. The next app on the list is NutriNote by AppMind Labs. It's a free app, and it's currently in beta test. It's apps like this that made this past month really interesting for me. Note-taking apps are... Well, I've always said the holy grail behind digital technology is to replace the legal pad. They haven't done it. No one has. Note-taking apps tend to fall into one or two camps. Either they're too basic, like notes on your iPad, or on the flip side, they're too complex. You're looking for something to take notes, and this is it's a word processor. It's not a note-take. It's going to have too many options. It's going to be too difficult. And the funny thing is, you know, with all of that, even the note-taking apps with huge followings like Evernote, which I use every day, or, you know, even the ones with huge resources like Microsoft OneNote, which is an excellent note-taking app if you get used to its, its system, they haven't been able to replace the legal pad, and NutriNote has an interesting take as to why. It's because a legal pad is fully customizable. Think about it. You can sketch drawings. You can use a pen. You can use a pencil. It can fit into any bag. You can use the front page. You can use the back page. You can use the lines as guides in a drawing. You can use the lines as guides in a chart. You can use the lines to draw a graph. You can ignore the lines entirely and draw a graph on your own. It can be as basic or as complex as you need it to be. That's the idea behind NutriNote. It's got a very basic top level. It's very aesthetically pleasing. It's simple and intuitive on the front end and it's also amazingly customizable. If you just want to take basic notes, you can do that and you can share it on Dropbox. Easy. But it also creates searchable text. It also allows you to create a whole system of tags and special search tools. It's got a whole special search and index function that allows you to filter out various types of documents. It's got the ability to track by location where the documents were created. Next, a great update for a great app, Linkbubble Browser by Linkbubble. Linkbubble Browser is a free app that essentially will change the way you use a browser on your smartphone. I don't know about you, but one of my biggest issues, whenever I try to open a website, 
if I'm in a good location or if I've got Wi-Fi, um, that website will open up pretty quickly. But I've gotten used to looking at a blank screen, waiting for that little line on the top to go across to indicate that my page may be opening. The amount of time I've lost looking at a blank screen is probably ridiculous. Well, here's what Linkbubble does. Linkbubble, when you click on a link, it opens up that page in a tiny bubble on the screen. The new page is loaded in the background. It doesn't take you away from the page you're on. So you're not opening a new tab, you're not opening a new window. It's there in a bubble until it loads completely, at which point you can open it. It is a phenomenally useful system, and just for fun, Linkbubble will actually track how much time it saves you. It's allowing you to do something while that web page is loading. All right, next on our list is Accomplish by Accomplish Software. It is a free to-do list app. One of the biggest to-do list apps is Wonderlist. Wonderlist is a, it's a decent system, I, I guess, but one of the things that I hated was the idea that when you set a task, you're basically just writing a list. And then if you want to adjust the list, you move certain things, you tab them in a little bit to make them sub-lists of other things, and, and then you've got to go and figure out the dates, when are they due, and everything like that. But have you ever wondered why to-do list apps don't just have you write a task and then put it on a timeline, a daily timeline, like you would with a post-it note on a calendar? I haven't, which is why I didn't come up with Accomplish. A 17-year-old Israeli kid did. Accomplish is a very simple but incredibly intuitive to-do list system. You write out your list of tasks, and then you drag them to where you want them to go on your schedule. You adjust sliders to set the duration of the task or of the appointment. If you want an alert, you click a tab, and you set the 15 minutes before, 30 minutes before, at the time, and you're done. The whole calendar is much easier to visualize. It syncs directly with Google Calendars. Instead of using a list and sublist approach with different priority levels and different day and time issues and all this other information, instead you use your calendar. That's it. Your to-do list is updated and you know what's coming up. Why, why we didn't think of this before, I don't know. All right, now on to the honorable mentions for Android. First on the list, Google On by Google. Google On is a free app that actually goes with the OnHub router made by Google. They, they're a, uh, quote, new way to Wi-Fi, end quote. You control your OnHub from the device, which includes setup, monitoring your Wi-Fi, managing your Wi-Fi, and troubleshooting. You can also get tips to improve your connection. Best part about it, you can easily share access to your network. This is something law firms absolutely need. Someone, not the IT guy, who's not located on site for whatever reason, they're never on site, Someone needs to be able to open up their iPad and click on their tablet and give everybody the information they need right then and there about the Wi-Fi. Next on our honorable mention list is Pintasking by Fink's Apps. This is a free app with uh, several in-app purchases of about four bucks. Now, this app is actually a really cool app to me, but it is, in my mind, kind of a marketing failure because it's Pintasking. That is not Pinterest, and it's not a to-do list. It doesn't clearly convey what exactly the app does. All right, so what does Pintasking do? It manages your apps. Now, if you're anything like me, you probably have five or six apps that you use regularly and keep open. And a lot of times, you're kind of bouncing back and forth between them. You know, I monitor a Twitter, I monitor a Twitter feed, but I also uh, will, you know, keep my LinkedIn open. I also have WordPress open because I'm working on a new post, and I'm researching that post on Feedly. Well, right now I have to bounce back and forth you know, between those apps, which means closing one, opening the other. Pintasking takes all of that and puts it into a nice, convenient, customizable tab system. And so if you use a number of apps regularly and have to switch between them, trust me, the small floating buttons that Pintasking gives you will cut hours of wasted time out of your week. 
It's highly customizable from everything from the pin size to where the locations are to their behavior. It's a phenomenal app. The next app on our honorable mention list is Screen Recorder by Alien Dev. It's a free app that, as should be painfully obvious, records the screen on your Android device. As I've said before, one of the things that I really appreciate is when a company sets out to do one thing and does that one thing well. This app does what it says it's going to do. And most importantly, it does so without you having to monkey with your Android tablet. You can record what is on your screen without rooting the device, which would expose your tablet and everything onto it to a multitude of security risks. It records to your SD drive. You can save it to your tablet. You can save it to your computer. You can even upload it to social media. There are some limitations. It does not record sound. It only records in landscape mode. But again, that's you're recording what is on the screen for your tablet. This is excellent if you need to, for example, record a tutorial. Your voice may be voicing over a video without having to have a camera over your shoulder while you're holding your tablet. Or just being able to record interactions on Facebook, conversations over Messenger. Unlike a lot of apps that I see because they're so new, the reviews for this are phenomenal. You are going to get a high-functioning video recorder with high quality, easy to save, easy to operate, and it's going to do exactly what it says it's going to right out of the box. All right, that is all for our Android apps from August. Stick around. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Legal Technology Review on any of your favorite podcast apps or over at iTunes. Just search for Legal Technology Review or The Cyber Advocate. Also, don't forget, you can get all the information on the latest tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. Okay, thanks for uh, sticking around. We're here talking about Windows Phone apps. I usually try to come up with two or three good Windows Phone apps to tell you about each month, but it's not easy. There's not a lot of good apps coming out on Windows Phone. And most of the ones that are were written about when they came out on iOS in like 2008. While I was researching, I, I found uh, Gizmodo is, is one of my great sources for new apps, but they pointed me to something interesting. Google has a translation app similar to Microsoft Translator that we talked about earlier on iOS and Android. Well, there's an app on the Windows Phone Store for Google Translate in beta, and it's free. Unless you can find some other source of information about this particular app, do not download it. There are only five reviews that I found on the site once I finally got to it, and I don't think any single one of them was more than three words long. Very strange. Number two, it's not by Google, but it's not clear right from everything else. In fact, they use a lot of the promotional language that Google Translate uses. They might be using Google's API, but I sincerely doubt it. Furthermore, I was able to take a look at the privacy uh, notifications. They want to be able to root your phone. They will be able to do everything on your phone remotely that you can do in person. Do not download this app unless you can verify it's a secure, legit app. All right, now let's actually talk about a usable app. Red Hub by Reddit Anonymous. Reddit has had an interesting few months. And it's it's down from when it could legitimately be called the front page of the internet uh, back in the in the you know earlier part of this decade. However, it, if you're able to get away from the racist and misogynists who inhabit certain parts, Reddit is a phenomenal platform for information. Whether you want how-tos, really any topic. You want to find out the the items that you can get in that Star Wars game I told you about earlier. You'll find it on Reddit. It's the inf- There's tons and tons and tons of information. But their website is not very easy to navigate from a mobile device. A bunch of different clients have been created to try to allow you to more easily obtain information on Reddit. But Red Hub is by far the best, period, on any mobile 
operating system. Unlike Reddit's actual site, RedHub is designed to take all of the full features of Reddit and put them into a responsive mobile design. If you use Reddit, strongly recommend that you check out RedHub. All right, well, that is it for our best new apps from August 2015. It was an incredible month for new apps. I hope you try out some of these. I want to remind you again to head on over to iTunes, give us a rating and review. Please share the link to this podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. If you want more information, I'm on all of those networks. You can go to thecyberadvocate.com to get more information and find all the links for these apps. I want to thank you for joining us, and we'll look forward to talking again next week when we have Nikki Black talking about wearables. It's going to be a very interesting episode, and I hope you, you tune in. Until then, have a good one.